Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, also share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. A few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast into the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And visit leadinghope.online. Get updates. Find out more about the Leading Hope community. Today, Kevin, we start brand new series. You've titled this uh, series Leading Me, and this is episode 178, Three Pillars of Self-Awareness. I cannot wait. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so we're spending the next three weeks talking about this idea of what it looks like to lead yourself, and that's what I want to jump into. And here is the like big idea for the series, that leadership is about ownership of problems and solutions, leveraging ability for continuous improvement. But if you gain influence, ascend in position, but you do not increasingly master self-leadership, that your leadership will be short-lived. The most difficult person to lead is always the person looking back at you in the mirror. And so every aspect of leadership will flow from and tie back to self-leadership. And so that's really like at the core of everything that we talk about. Self-leadership like is at the center of it as we're what we're looking through and so i just kind of want to spend three weeks and just to really get into like hey these this is what self-leadership is all about and so i just want to if i could just build the structure for it today this is maybe not the most applicable episode we've ever done but i do believe it's one of the most important episodes we've ever done and i'm gonna i apologize because i'm gonna fly through content okay all right so you just kind of wave me down when you need to just because i think there's so much here that i believe that to lead yourself well you must know yourself you must have a true foundation and an increasing grasp of self-awareness and i believe that typically the three pillars we're going to talk about today typically we have one overdeveloped over obsessed pillar and two that are completely unformed and so the three pillars i believe of self-awareness are first who are you Second, what do you want? And third, are you willing to do what is necessary to get there? Or if I could ask it differently, what would you be willing to do to get there? So who are you? I believe this is the overdeveloped pillar and the two underdeveloped ones. What do you want? And are you willing to do what is necessary to get there? So let's jump into the first one. Who are you? Aspects of this, your character, your personality, your gifting, your ethos, or we could talk about it like this, your culture that you carry with you. Like these are all part of the discussion of who you are. And if I could just kind of break these down a little bit, like how well do you know your character? How well do you know, like uh, the question I put in my notes for this, are you lying to yourself about what could potentially destroy you? And are you shaking off or actively combating truths that are uncomfortable? Because that's the tendency is sort of like, well, you're this. No, I'm not. You might be. Uh, possibly. Like, it could be could be part of who you are. Yep. How well do you know your character? Uh, how well do you know your personality? I, I think this is probably the most overdeveloped one in comparison. And don't hear me, like, knocking on personality tra- tests in any way, okay? Because I think they're important. I think they're helpful. I just think we over-obsess on personality tests, and we don't grasp the other pieces. Ooh. I would love for someone to put together, I'm not equipped to do it, a character test. Yeah. And to say, like, just to model out, these are the virtues in healthy character. 
these are the ones that you are deficient in. These are the ones that you're strong in. So the character test would tell you why you behave a certain way? It would tell you the parts of your character that you need to be concerned about. Ooh. I think that'd be fascinating. Let's do that. Someone. I'm not equipped to do that. Yeah. Disagree. But I might be one day. <laughs> so what energizes you? Are you willing you? to do what's necessary to get there? <laughs> <laughs> your butt. <laughs> That's how I feel <laughs> in this very moment. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to keep moving. Yep. <laughs> uh, so personality, there's a thousand of these. I don't need to get far into it. Disc, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, leading from your strengths. Just to have that sense of like, hey, what energizes you? What doesn't? Gifting. This is so important. We try to operate in other people's gifting because we see the impact of their gifting clearer than the impact of our own gifting. And the reality is you can't live out your calling in someone else's gifting. You can only live it out in your gifting. Yeah. And so this is one of the pillars of self-leadership, okay? Because you can't, part of self-leadership, part of leadership is effectively deploying strengths. You can't effectively lead yourself if you don't know what your own strengths are. You can't deploy your own strengths if you're unaware of them, if you're constantly looking to someone else's. So this is why it's part of self-awareness. And then ethos, I, I love this idea of like your culture that you care carry with you. This is the emotional intelligence component to it. If you want a shorthand, we've talked about this oh, before in other episodes. Yes. The question, your favorite question. Oh, you love it. That's a tough one. What's it like to be on the other side of me? We got that question from Jeff Henderson. What's it like to be on the other side of the me? I think is the quickest way for you to grasp. And then wait, sorry, I didn't say it fully because yeah. I don't want to say what's it like to be on the other side of me? And then you say nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> And you listen. Can't react. And you take notes. Yep. And you don't counteract what they say, yep. even if it's uncomfortable. Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> yep. Wait. <laughs> love it. Um, I, I love this. Uh, there's this uh, list uh, from Warren Bennis on how to know yourself. And he said, self-knowledge is built on these four principles. One, you are your own best teacher. Two, accept responsibility. Blame no one. Oof. Three, you can learn anything you want to learn. And four, true understanding comes from reflecting on your experience. It says other people's perspective is helpful, but true understanding will only ever come from reflecting on your experience. And I believe that's the first pillar. And I believe it's the overdeveloped pillar. And I believe that one spot of personality is the most overdeveloped part of the overdeveloped pillar. <laughs> but I believe that is key. Like, hey, you do have to know who you are if you're going to be able to lead yourself. Good. Keep rolling. Oh, yeah, man. The, the, the accept responsibility, blame no one, just real quick. That is so powerful because here's yes. the thing. If you can do that at a high level, you will stop discounting people for where they are and actually start leading to them for where you've been uniquely designed to help them see. Yes. You can't do that if you start yes. blaming them. You'll never move them past where they are. Accept so good. It. Good. So good. Uh, pillar two, underdeveloped. Pillar two, what do you want? <laughs> Uh, I believe this is one aspect of self-leadership that is com almost completely unformed, that people set out to be leaders without knowing why. <laughs> Interesting. And if I could quote Warren Bennis again, this is from, he's got this great book on leadership. Uh, that's not like, he doesn't have a great book, like the book is on leadership. Cool. Same page. <laughs> it's, it sounded like I was saying he's a, he has a great book on leadership. But the book's title is On Leadership. Yeah. Cool. Same it, page. It's probably On Leadership, too. It is. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is what he says. No leader sets out to be a leader. People set out to live their lives expressing themselves fully. 
when that expression is of value, they become leaders. So the point is not to become a leader. The point is to become yourself and to use yourself completely, all your skills, gifts, and energies in order to make your vision manifest. Oh, no. Isn't that awesome? It is, but now I've got to change what I say at the end of every podcast. <laughs> 20 minutes to become yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just keep it. Let's keep it to become a better leader. Okay. I like that. <laughs> but he's good. I know. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it completely. I understand exactly what he's saying. But I think sometimes people, they they aspire to, I want to be a great leader. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think you, because, and I think that informs the third pillar in really important ways. But people set out for positions of leadership without knowing why. And so then when it actually gets into the grind of leadership, they're frustrated. There's this uh, other quote, Stephen Sample, former president of USC. He says, many people want to be president. Few people want to do president. Many <laughs> people great. want the role of president. Yeah. Few people oh, want the good. actual activity of being the president. That's good. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. So uh, just to like, ready? Assignment. Yep. In Ooh. the middle. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why do you care so much? Is it like if we go back to motivations as we talked through some of the previous episodes, like, is it power? Is it achievement? Is it success? Is it income? Is it impact? Like, what, what is the reason why you're setting out to become better, to better yourself? I think it's a noble, worthwhile goal, but I think you should first actually, like, figure out. And, and what ends up happening is there's kind of these, like, two categories. There's mercenary leaders and visionary leaders. Mercenary leaders get hired for a task and they stay in it until they complete the task or complete whatever it is that they set out to do. Visionary leaders actually have the vision that they want to seek to accomplish. Mercenary Ooh. leaders won't change because they believe they are the ones who brings values. Visionary leaders will become what the situation demands that they're eight, that they, what is needed for them to become in order to make it better. Mercenary leaders will always bail whenever the time has come. Visionary leaders will figure out ways to reinvent themselves and transform the organizations that they're in because they care so deeply about it. Good. And it all flows from this first idea. What do you actually want? Pillar three, are you willing to do what is necessary to get there? Uh, Angela Duckworth, great book titled Grit, which is on grit. It's kind of the theme. I thought you were going to tell us like what like platforms it was on when you said that. Like you can pick that up at Amazon. All your podcast platform. Oh, your podcast <laughs> there you platform. Go. Angela uh, Duckworth. She's got this statement: "Grit is the combination of passion and perseverance." That is, this is the important piece. That is a stronger predictor of high achievement than intelligence, talents, or other personality traits. And I've shared I, my belief is I believe people over obsess on personality traits, and they completely under focus on what do they actually want and are they willing to do what is necessary in order for them to get there uh, one of the one of the great phrases uh coming from scripture is this idea that we are to count the cost Ooh. that when we when we look to the future and most people don't ever do that okay <laughs> and so like let me say first look to the future of what you actually want to do and more importantly who you want to become from that and then to actually pause before you face all the obstacles and difficulties and say am i willing to go through what i'm going to have to go through in order to get there 
because I don't want to find halfway through that trip that I actually didn't want to endure that much difficulty. I don't want to realize halfway down, like no one would say like, we're going to set out on a four hour car trip, but we're only going to have gas for two hours because it is my plan to run on empty halfway there. And then there's a crisis. <laughs> so like, but we do that in leadership all the time. It's like, we want to get here. Okay. What's that actually going to take? What's that going to require? Am I willing to do that? Uh, Sam Chand in his amazing book, Leadership Pain, says the difference between where you are and where you want to be is the pain that you're willing to endure. And so when you look at this idea of, hey, what's it mean for me to lead me? Everything I do is going to flow out of how I lead myself. Everything's going to come back to how I lead myself. And the pillars, the foundation for self-leadership is an awareness of, first, who am I? Who are you? What's that look like? Second, what do you want? Not, not what does your organization want? What do you want? What is your vision? And then the third piece, are you willing to endure what you have to endure? Are you willing to do what is necessary in order to get there? Woo! Man, there is, uh, this one's one of those ones that if you're listening to, you're like, man, we're talking about self-awareness and I now I have to be self-aware. <laughs> like, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. And I don't, you know, whoever you are listening, if you're like me, you're going, man, um, like the, the, what are you willing? Well, let me start the other place with self-awareness in general. I, it, I always, I have a couple of these pet peeve, I guess you would Go. for self-aware, which isn't self-aware. It's actually other people, but like, you ever notice people like that are like standing in the middle of traffic areas? They're completely unaware yes. of the space they're taking up as thousands of people <laughs> are trying to get yep. to a yep. spot. Or like the family that decides we're going to walk five wide instead of splitting up yeah. two and three or two, two, one. And I'm thinking in that ah. moment, is it, and I, I'm being very serious. This isn't, I'm not, I'm not challenging their intelligence, anything like that. I'm seriously asking, do, are they just that unaware of self? Oh yeah. Like, and, and I, cause I don't get that part of it. Like I get other things, but like that it's, it's massive amounts of people. We're not talking like, Hey, uh, you, you, your wife's mad at you and you're standing in blocks so she can't get in the shower yeah. cause you want to finish the conversation. Not that, <laughs> not one person, right? Like it's thousands of people. So like most of the people are understand what's happening except for that. Yeah. It's just a self-awareness issue in that moment that just don't get it yeah so i mean I, I think it comes to this idea so the the broader the larger question that you're asking and to say like how deeply does self-awareness actually affect us and how effective could we possibly be on really developing self-awareness yeah uh my son talks really <laughs> loud everywhere we are his volume in a basketball arena is the same as his volume at church yeah like he just rightfully so because this place is <laughs> this place is alive at a fancy restaurant that I should have never taken him to. I should have yeah. left him at home, yeah, by himself with a sitter, yeah. like. And so we like understand that like self awareness, actually becoming aware of these different pieces, it's it's not a small thing, right? It's not an easy game, yeah. And I I'm I would be I would not be in the camp that would say there's a ceiling on your self-awareness. Yeah. I know there's some who would to go, well, 
You're just not that emotionally intelligent. Right. I believe emotional intelligence actually flows from self-awareness in a lot of ways. Oh, that's good. And I don't think there's a cap. I think the reality is most people don't actually do the hard work to discover it, or rather than discovering what their character actually is, they'd rather do the Harry Potter test to figure out which house they're a part of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is there a way for a, this is a self-awareness. Yeah. So it excludes being led except by yourself. Yep. So no leader, are we saying that you can't be led about being self-aware? from anything and it's completely dependent on you or maybe you praying to God to, to, to move you like no leader can help you be yeah. self-aware. Well, I would say, and it, this is going to sound really weird. Yeah. Okay. I believe there's like two weird. things that give us a heightened sense of self-awareness yeah. and they sound counterintuitive and they are healthy community and solitude. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I know. Does it sound so ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> what do I need? You need healthy you community need both. because healthy community will naturally call you out on these things. I was telling my kids the other day. Ready? Yeah. That they said, <laughs> right, we're driving home, <laughs> and one of one of my kids is telling a forever long story, and all their siblings are complaining about it, <laughs> and they're like, none of my friends complain about my long stories. Oh. And I just paused and I said, listen, let me explain this to you. You have the gift of siblings. Your friends are concerned that you will no longer like them if you call them out. Your siblings know that they're stuck with you and they have to live with you. And so they don't care. Like the beauty of having siblings yeah. is they iron out a whole bunch of our personality flaws along the way because they don't care. Right. But like that's what a healthy community does. Healthy community calls out in a loving way. But the other side of it is also a willingness to be by yourself. Yeah. And like we get in like the power of actually reflection. That was Warren Bennis's list. True understanding comes from reflecting on your experience. Yeah. And most of us are so afraid to be alone because we don't know where our minds are going to race. And our minds are actually at times racing to the things that they need to. That's good. That's really good. Good stuff. Um, I don't have a lot of time left to get into into the other one, but I just say that they uh, are you willing to do what is necessary to get there? I think I think that's the. I mean, that's an age old question. Yeah. Um. You know, Jesus looks at the guy and says, "Do you want to be healed?" Yeah. Right. And then for me, it's like there's a lot of things I'm willing to suffer for. That being one, to spread the gospel. Yep. I really am. I believe that in my heart. Like I am willing to suffer whatever that looks like for me. Yep. Am I willing to suffer to 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 get in the gym right now? Oh, oh, uh oh, right? Yep. Like, and I think that's where the crossroads is for being self aware and, and what you're willing to do because I think all of us can get in shape. Yeah. For our body types, heights, all that. Like everybody has the ability. To, are you willing? It's good to actually do that. And right now in my life, I have not been willing to do that. I have, and I need to be willing to do that. Good response. I need to do that, but I'm doing in all these areas that I feel like that's enough, yeah. but it's not enough. Good for you, Vic. And so that's a, that's a good stop place for me to on this series. On yeah, this. so let me give an assignment on yeah. that idea of the are you willing to do what is necessary yeah. to get there. And that is this, uh, your pain tolerance doesn't jump. Your pain tolerance builds over time. That's good. So if I go like hospital chart, like what's your level of pain, one through 10? You don't jump from a... Like, oh, I'm a three, but I know I can be an eight. <laughs> no, you, you know, four, five, six, seven. Like your pain tolerance, like That's if good. we go back to the quote, the difference between where you are and where you're willing to be is the pain you're willing to endure. Yeah. I don't want you to overestimate your pain tolerance. And the way to discover your pain tolerance is to literally list out the struggles you've gone through. 
and how significant they are. And, and that's just really simple to say. So if you've got a massive vision, I don't want you to be shy about pursuing a massive vision, but if you've never gone through anything really that difficult, if the most significant loss you've endured was your pet goldfish when you were five and you can't describe any other loss than that, if the hardest decision you've had to make was which pair of shoes to buy, you do not have a high pain tolerance. Like you have the potential for a high pain tolerance. But to say it as like you can really quickly identify what is your current pain tolerance by listing out the difficulty you've already endured. And even going through that can help increase that. So that's just like an easy, quick assignment to help figure out where you are on pillar number three. And then you can increase it over time. A quick assignment is fun for everyone. Thank you for joining us today. It's incredible. I know you've been staring at this hat the entire episode. It says, ask me about Sundays. Check out obsessedwiththeone.com. You can check out all that cool stuff there. We'll talk about it more later, but if, I know someone is staring at it and they wanted to know. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, uh, we would love for you to do that now. Also post about it, rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you uh, trying to get better like us. We love hearing your stories how the podcast is working in your life or business uh it, just send that to us leadinghope.online and uh, we'd love to hear from you and remember everyone has everyone. 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader make it count ha Woo!